Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the blog through Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue in our study of the book of Genesis. We're in chapter 21, verses 14 through 19, which reads, So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba and the water in the skin was used up and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water, and gave the lad a drink. That's Genesis chapter 21, verses 14 through 19. Today we return to our study of Genesis chapter 21, where it has been decided that Hagar and Ishmael would have to leave Abraham's family. Of course, none of this would have happened had Sarah not come up with the brilliant idea that her husband, Abraham, sire a child with her handmaiden, Hagar. And of course, Hagar would have never ended up as a handmaiden to Sarah had Abraham not made the decision to go to Egypt during the famine after arriving at the promised land for the first time. One thing we can conclude is that the smallest sin will always lead to a bigger one if we do not keep it in check. In verse 14 of today's passage we read, So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and putting it on her shoulder He gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Again, as at other times, today's narrative happened early in the morning. God probably spoke to Abraham in a dream, and like every other time, Abraham immediately obeyed him. After rising early in the morning, Abraham took bread and a container of water and gave it to Hagar. Afterwards, Abraham sent Hagar away along with his son of 17 years. In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 26, we read, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Before I make other comments about this verse, I need to make it very clear that not everyone who believed in the Lord Jesus followed him like his 12 disciples did. 
In fact, there were several he told not to follow him like the twelve. Having said that, these words were for Andrew and James and John and Peter. If we are not careful, we will conclude wrongly that we must ardently follow the Lord as his disciples did in order to be saved. This is not the teachings of the whole of the scriptures. There's a clear difference between our justification and our sanctification. Now, the word hate here does not suggest positive antagonism, but rather to love less. The Lord Jesus was saying that the love a disciple has for him must be so strong that all other loves are like hatred in comparison. In fact, we must hate our own lives and be willing to bear the cross or the burdens that come along with following him. Being Christ's disciple demands abandonment of our priorities. When we decide to follow him, we will take on a completely different worldview, past, present, and future. And it all begins with an abandonment of us calling our own shots. Again, we will never be perfect at this, but to the degree that we are sanctified will be the degree that we grow in God's wisdom. I am sure that from Hagar's perspective, this was so very hard to do. And if you have ever been in a situation like this, you know that it is in moments like this that we must turn to the Lord for his help. If we have done this, we know that these have been the most important moments of our lives because it is in these types of moments that we grow best in intimacy with the Lord. It is when we are most dependent upon him that we are at our best. And the more intense our desperation for the Lord, the greater the platform will be made for the Lord to reveal himself to us. For Abraham, Hagar, and Ishmael, this parting had to be heartbreaking. For us, when we read this story, we found our hearts breaking. But we must remember, in this story, God provided for us a picture of the role of the law and the role of his grace in our lives. When we are being defined by his grace, then our relationship to the law changes. In fact, when we are being defined by his grace, we will desire to be obedient to whatever the Lord has for us because his grace changes our hearts, motivation to be obedient to him. Those who don't follow closely do not lose sight of self, and it's the self that taints our motivations. And quite frankly, many obey God in order to get something from him. In verses 15 and 16 of today's passage, we read, And the water and the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. 
So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. Ishmael's loss of water was enough to make him weary before his mother, so she put him under a shady bush to get him out of the sun. This is the only time this word translated bowshot is used in the Old Testament. It describes a far distance, about a half a mile, that Hagar separated herself from her son. She did this because she could not bear the thought of being close enough to hear Ishmael dying or even call it out for water. In addition, she also did not want Ishmael to hear her uncontrollable weeping over what had happened. Death is a reality that we all must face. The wages of sin, after all, is death. And thus we are all destined to die because we are all sinners, even though we have trusted the Lord Jesus as our Savior. But death is not what we think of it. Death is the doorway that we will all go through in order to spend eternity with the Lord and all whom we love. That is, if the rapture doesn't happen first. In verses 17 through 19 of today's passage, we read, And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of the Lord called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. In order for some to cry out to the Lord, they must be abandoned by all others. This was the case here for Ishmael. And once he cried out to the Lord, God heard him. And then God sent an angel to his mother, who then pointed her to the well that was before her. Interestingly, there are three different stories in this chapter. The story of Hagar and Ishmael out in the wilderness. The story of Abraham and Abimelech making a covenant. And the scene of Abraham and his family living around the well, enjoying the fullness of God. The well around which these stories all occur is the central theme in each one. It would be easy to dismiss this as an unimportant detail in Abraham's life, except that nothing is unimportant in the Word of God. These stories illustrate for us many aspects of our relationship with the Lord. The spiritual significance of this well is easy for us to identify, since it occurs frequently in the Bible, to picture the Word of God. The water in the well is always Christ, who is what our thirsty souls really desire. In fact, the Lord said to the woman of Samaria as she came down to the well, quote, The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Whenever we find a well in Scripture, it is always picturing 
that relationship. Ishmael means God hears. This reminds us of the promise made all the way back in Genesis chapter 16 when God told Hagar to name her child Ishmael. As God heard her then, God heard her in today's passage. This just underscores the reality that God will always be there to hear us, both when life is good and when life is bad. The key is that we make it our habit to cry out to him. After the angel of the Lord spoke with Hagar, she ran back to her son, and after she got there, her eyes were open to see the well of water that she missed when she was first there. For all of us, the water of life, the Lord Jesus, has always been there. Our sin and our lack of desperation prevented us from seeing him. It was through my deep pain that God led me to the Lord Jesus. This is the way he works in all of our lives. He directs us to his son first, and then he gives us the spiritual ability to see that where he is is also the spot where the water of life has been all along. And then, astonishingly, he gives us the choice to drink that water or to reject it. The sad thing is, that despite the thirst every human has, not everyone will drink from the water of life. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.